Thank you for tuning in. This is Unagi from A Curious Man in Japan, covering Nippon-centric topics, discussion, and information. It's January 1st, broadcasting from Tokyo, Japan. And to all the listeners out there, Happy New Year. 2020 is finally here, and it is the year of the rat. Good morning, Dino. Good morning, Unagi. It's very exciting to uh, be here on this very first episode of uh, Curious Man in Japan. I am excited for the new year, and I hope everybody listening is enjoying a, a great new year as well. How was your New Year's uh, celebration? Did you uh, shoot off any fireworks, any any fun tales to, to tell the listeners? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, no fireworks, literally. Um, Japan's New Year seems to be a little bit more like Christmas in the U.S., um, where slow time is appreciated, and a lot of people are just heading back um, to their hometowns and uh, spending you know, quality time with the family. A lot of people went out to the shrines, pulled um, like fortune paper, where it's kind of the kind of a Shinto uh, ritual that a lot of people do. And they, they either get really good luck or really bad luck for the year. So a lot of people do that stuff. We were uh, we were out in Yamanashi for a couple days and then headed back uh, into Tokyo for, uh, for, New Year's, for New Year's Eve. And the thing is that, um, you know, most of Tokyo pretty much shuts down uh, for the week. Uh, all private businesses and um, all, like, like the city offices, those are all those are all shut down. I think the only things that are open are like uh, convenience stores um, and a few, like very few small like restaurants. Uh, it depends on the owner if they wanna wanna open up. And there's a couple like um, like some um, food stands around the shrines uh, that uh, that are operating uh, during during the during like the New Year's Eve and a couple days uh, in the beginning of New Year. So th- that's kind of fun uh, to to grab some food and uh, you know join join the groups of people that go around the shrine areas. That's got to be surreal walking around Tokyo, having the the city all yourself. Everybody having gone back to their their home prefectures. Is it uh, is it pretty interesting uh, seeing it's so empty? Is it is it uh, something that you would recommend? Which should should people visit this time of year? Do you think they would have a hard time getting around? Do you think they'd have a hard time uh, experiencing the uh, the enjoyable parts of, of Japan? Yeah, and I agree with you, Dino. It's definitely a very strange feeling uh, since most of the year it's so densely packed uh, in the cities and on the trains uh, during rush hour. It's, it's really a breath of fresh air, uh, if you ask me. Um, but... As for people trying to travel to Japan at this time of year, I think end of December until the first week of January might be uh, pretty rough uh, to come here for two reasons. Um, one, just just the amount of money. I'm pretty sure that the flight costs are bumped up uh, during during the holiday. Uh, and then the other the other reason is if you if you even if you did come down here, um, most of the shops would be would be closed and. I think it would be a bit of an injustice to yourself uh, because you couldn't fully experience, um, you know, all all of the activities and all of the atmosphere um, before the holiday. 
you know the the Christmas season is really nice. There's a lot of illumination uh, all over Tokyo, um, and also after New Year, everything starts running uh, pretty much back to normal. Maybe like this, I would say the end of the first week to into the second week. So maybe that would be a little bit of a better time if you were trying to come during、um, the winter season. But keep in mind, if you come to Tokyo,、uh, January to February is the coldest time of the year. So as long as you don't mind the brisk weather and the the chance, there is a small chance of snow a couple of the days、uh, in January or February. Then yeah, it's it's it would be a nice time,、uh, nice time to come. So this new year,、um, there was a bit of an unusual situation. Most of the time,、um, it's just the usual programs、uh, on TV, the music shows,、um, the New Year's comedy shows, and but you know this time there was a bit of、um, you know breaking international news that was a bit interesting as it was shocking.、Uh, it was regarding、uh, Carlos Ghosn, and、uh, for those unfamiliar, why don't we do a little bit of a recap on who this guy is and、uh, what's the situation? So this is the guy that was the CEO of Nissan and Renault, and、uh, he was being pretty much、uh, under being held under house arrest, right in in Japan. Right, so he was taken in、uh, by Japanese authorities, supposedly under the suspicion of using company funds for his own personal gain, and he was. Uh, rearrested a few times or brought in, and、um, he, you know, Gon claims that he was interrogated inhumanely,、uh, kept from his family,、uh, asked questions without his lawyer present,、um, as as I guess the normal Japanese system is done. It's usually done that way, and that's why there's a lot of、um, there's a lot of international news following this because the system seems to be quite different from you know that in the U.S. Um, where the rules of uh, interrogating um, a suspicious uh, person are are quite quite different, and、um, you know apparently his passports were taken away, and he has apparently three passports,、um, and they were all confiscated. So it's kind of interesting、um, relating to the recent news that has surfaced.、Uh, he was able to escape.、Uh, I, th- re- I read in. Some news articles that、uh, he he smuggled. He was smuggled out in an instrument box of sorts. I I guess maybe he hid in there. And、uh, it's a it's a pretty amazing tale. It almost sounds like something you'd hear about in a movie. But、uh, yeah, this is definitely、uh, this is a definitely a big deal. And you know, objectively speaking, I you know it's just it's hard to ignore. You know this guy at at face value, it's very hard to trust him. I mean, on one hand, he he sounds very you know well put together. Whenever he speaks, he sounds like a very logical and respectful type of guy. But you know, I'll be brutally honest here. Frankly speaking, he looks like a supervillain, and he he kind of looks like a twisted version of Mr. Bean. But you know that that aside, that aside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think that uh, uh, it's probably not best to judge him、uh, based on whether or not he looks like、uh, demented Mister Bean.、Uh, yeah, I I do、uh, I do agree that he's got 
He's got some features that may make him look like the perfect uh, supervillain. But I I don't know. I I, I guess uh, we may never know because uh, I I don't know if there is any sort of uh, extradition agreements between where he's at and and, uh, Japan. And who knows if he'll ever be back or if they'll ever get him back. So we may never know what uh, what would have been. But uh, it's definitely... It's it's definitely uh, a story that's uh, that's going to be remembered for a long time. Doesn't he look like the kind of guy that uh, should really have a mustache? Like I wonder if having a mustache would uh, would kind of make him look less like a supervillain or more like a supervillain. Maybe I guess it would depend on uh, maybe if he went for like one of those Stalin-esque mustaches that could probably make him look uh, even more of a, of a supervillain type. But uh, maybe I guess he couldn't win either. Pencil Thin. Pencil Thin would be the perfect Bond villain mustache, wouldn't it? So uh, might might uh, not be able... Maybe strike the mustache. Strike the mustache. Maybe that's why he doesn't have one. A goatee, perhaps? He could grow a goatee out. He could uh, maybe, uh, maybe ease us over with uh, a little bit of a soul patch or something, you know? What do you think? <laughs> well, I definitely think uh, he has a lot of options ahead of him, and we'll just have to see how how this story plays out in the in the days to come. This is Dino here saying thank you for listening, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed our first episode here. Uh, more to come, and uh, I'll hand it off to Unagi. Yes, indeed. Broadcasting straight from the land of the rising sun. Stay tuned. This is Unagi from A Curious Man in Japan.